This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello, and thanks for listening to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I have three exciting things to tell you about. First, my comedy and music album, Flawfest, is now available. Flawfest is a light, fun stand-up comedy show about all of my horrible flaws as a human being, plus an album of original songs inspired by the comedy show. It's available on Bandcamp, iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, Google Play, Spotify, Listen Monkey, Earmonger, and LinkedIn Jams. Some of those aren't real. Anyway, you can find out all about Flawfest on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. Second, if you've always wanted to ask me a dumb question, you can do exactly that via my fan list on FanBridge. There is almost no question so dumb I won't answer, and yes, that is a challenge. You can also find a link to my fan list on my website. And the third thing I'm excited about is fighting over the holiday movie Love Actually. The next episode of Obsessed will be all about the film Love Actually. So if you have a strong opinion about this film that you would like to be represented on the podcast, send me a message over the social medias and we'll try to include your heated, heated opinion. Thanks for listening and enjoy this dark, gritty Batman theme episode of Obsessed. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming to Obsessed. This is a very special episode for me. I say it's a special episode almost every episode. That just means it's always special. Uh, But this episode is about Batman. Thank you. Uh, Some immediate loud Batman love. Uh, There'll be more opportunities for loud Batman love, audience. Uh, One of the things that people talk about with Batman a lot lately is, of course, the very, very deep, gravelly Christian Bale Batman voice. And everyone loves to do their impression of it. So if you guys in the audience are willing, I'm going to have us all do the Batman impression together at the same time. We will say uh, several phrases. The first phrase that I'd like you guys to say in your best deep, gravelly Batman voice, on the count of three, could you please say, I'm Batman? One, two, three. That sounded like you guys were deep throating a hot dog. That's awesome. Okay, and on the count of three, can you say, where is she? One, two, three. (laughs) I don't know. It's really scary. Uh, And this one's longer, so get get ready for it. Uh, I would like you guys to say, I am vengeance. I am the night. I am eating a taco. One, two, three. I like that someone in the background was kind of doing a yelly thing. It sounded a little bit more like Batman was at Renfest, maybe. <laughs> I am eating a taco! Huzzah! And the final thing that I would like you guys to all say together on the count of three is, my throat hurts. One, two, three. Thank you. That was a dream come true for me. Thank you very much. Uh, And now I'd like to introduce our guest. Our first guest is a dark, brooding creature of the night. He's also a funny, charming person. Please welcome comedian and improviser Tim Hellendrong. Our next guest is a masked vigilante with deadly ninja skills. Plus, she's a comedian, actor, and nice human being, Anna Waggle. Our final guest often goes out at night dressed as an animal. 
<laughs> He's also a nice guy and a comic book artist who has actually drawn pictures of Batman for DC Comics and been paid real money for it on purpose. Christopher Jones! <laughs> Thank you guys all so much for being here. Yes, of course. It's my Thank pleasure. You. Yeah, you guys look great. Just uh, for the, the people listening to the podcast, Tim has an exciting red track jacket on. Yeah, it's my, it's a, it's my going out track jacket. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a nice comic book vibe, and Anna has a wonderful sort of uh, it, it faded pink, perhaps a yeah. one-time hot pink Batman sure. t-shirt. It's like the lady version of Batman. Bat lady. <laughs> Excellent. And Chris, what, are you, what exactly are you wearing there? Uh, it is a t-shirt that has the cover from Batman number one. Right. Awesome. From way back in the day. And a shirt with flames on it, yeah, so you well, know yes. that Chris is in, not in fucking on, around. In honor of the, the afterburner on the Batmobile. Aw, excellent. <laughs> no. I don't know why I reacted as though that was tender. Aw, adorable. I heard the Batmobile just passed. Aw, I'm sorry. Uh, so, Tim, I just yes. want to go down the line and ask all of you, kind of, what is, what's your basic relationship with Batman and your sort of knowledge and obsession level? Uh, well, I, I would say... Uh, I, I am fairly obsessed with Batman. Um, uh, I love the movies and all of them, Joel Schumacher movies included. Really? Uh, that's where I started. That's where my Batman obsession started was actually um, uh, when Jim Carrey played the Riddler. I was like, I was a comedy fan at the time, and I was like, oh, okay. I'll watch this movie because Jim Carrey's in it. Then I was like, oh, wow. that he's not even the good character in this movie. Batman is. <laughs> and so um, so that's when I got into Batman, started reading Batman. Uh, and then, obviously, I started reading the comics, uh, getting into you know everything from you know the dark knight uh returns and uh even uh, like superman red sun where batman is like the anarchist uh russian right, uh, right. that's like my favorite batman cuz he's wearing like that classic russian hat <laughs> um, and that's and that's what i look for uh, is a good hat in a so, superhero if you saw a film where jim carrey was playing batman with a funny russian hat you'd yeah. be like fuck yeah this is batman yeah sign me up sign me up <laughs> I would, I would, I would be happy to be the grip on that movie. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And Anna, what is yes. your Batman level? Yes, having a T-shirt uh, with Batman on it is not a good um, representation of my relationship with Batman. I'm a completely average consumer of Batman. I've seen every movie except for the very, very first one once, and it was about around the time when they came out. So you saw each each Batman movie starting in like 1989 with the Michael Caine. Batman yeah. movie, right? Called yes. Batman. Yes, correct. Yes, Excellent. about one. Keaton, Mike, Michael Keaton. What did I say? Michael Caine. Michael Caine. I'm sorry. Jeez. Well, Bob, I had Bob Kane. At least it's a Batman mistake. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I'll edit that out or not. We'll see. Uh, so, Anna, I understand that you have a a demonstration yes. of your level of Batman knowledge on your phone. Does yes. this need setup? Do you want to set uh, it up? Sure, yeah. Um, one time I had strep throat, and I sounded exactly like Christian Bale <laughs> playing Batman. So I recorded it at the time. And uh, here it goes. Here's a sample of my voice today. For some reason, it's worse than all the other days. I feel like that guy in Batman. No, Batman. He's the one with a voice like this, Christian Bale. 
Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> So you a knew connection you, to him after you that. Knew culturally that there was a guy in the Batman movies <laughs> who talked like that, but you didn't know it was Batman. <laughs> I, co- I corrected myself. I had a fever. I understand. Yes, so this yes, this was yeah. this was fever dreams talking. Yeah, right. Not right, you're right. like, who's that guy in Batman? Right. Oh, it's oh, Batman. Oh wait, it's <laughs> Batman. Right. And I did. I I made myself a cheat sheet for tonight that I will frequently reference. Reference. Good. That has uh, the actors. Could and you the names. could you cross out Michael Keaton and make it Michael Caine? Yep. Done. So I feel validated, <laughs> and so Chris gets pissed <laughs> off the <laughs> entire <laughs> night. We have rewritten reality. Yep. Mike, exactly. Michael Caine now plays. Batman in 1989. I want to see that movie. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to see that movie too. We can make that happen. Okay, so uh, uh, Chris, you know everything about Batman, correct? <laughs> I mean, you you you're huge Batman aficionado, and you've you've worked on him professionally. <laughs> I phrased that poorly. <laughs> um, I I don't know that I would say I know everything about Batman, but yeah, I mean, he's my favorite superhero character. I have been crazy about Batman since I was a little kid. Uh, I am delighted to have had my my professional uh, drawing career cross paths with Batman from time to time. Um, so yeah, big, big Batman fan. Cool, cool. Okay, so I have some very specific Batman questions for you guys. Uh, so here we go. Um, Tim, Yes. Batman is someone who likes to plan ahead, uh-huh. right? Uh, he always wants to be prepared. So do you think he would be good at your career of comedy improvisation? No. No, and I said, well, I, I'll say this: anybody can do comedy improvisation if they put their mind to it. Um, and that's not a pitch to take classes at the theater I work for. Uh, but I think uh, there, there's something about the character of Batman having so, so he obviously couldn't take those classes as Batman. I mean, I guess he could. Yeah. I think maybe that would be his best chance. But if he if he went as Bruce Wayne, he would have to keep up that sort of I'm a billionaire playboy. So he would I'm do too it cool for this every scene as a billionaire billionaire right. playboy. Yeah, yep. Okay. Exactly. But so. let's let's say that not not like full on Christian Bale, but kind of okay. general world Batman. His voice is still deep, but not uh-huh. like ridiculous. Right. But he's in the Batman costume, uh-huh. and he has that same level of commitment that he does to fighting crime to doing a good job in comedy improvisation. What would that be like to try to like convince a guy in a full bat costume to be somebody else? Oh man, uh, I, I I I certainly I see it now. I see it. I see it happening. Um, to get him to do it, um, I don't know because if you push him too hard, he will fight back with fists. <laughs> um, so I don't I don't know that you would want to force him to do something he didn't want to do. You you would send him out to get suggestions, right? Because right. if somebody is just like an asshole and's like menstruation, Batman's just gonna be like, bam. Yes. No yeah. more immature, stupid suggestions. Exactly. I'm the fucking Batman. That's <laughs> uh, so true. Excellent. Okay, so uh, Anna, Batman is yeah. famous for his utility belt, of course. Um, mm-hmm. He has bat everything in there. What would you have in your utility belt if you had a utility belt like Batman? Mashed potatoes. <laughs> would that be for fighting crime or Mm-mm, for snacking? <laughs> Would they be cold, or would you keep them no, warm? No, they'd yeah. be warm. I'd have Albert um, find a way to make them heated all the time. Yeah, he would, he would do it for me. Albert. Uh, his name is what? usually Alfred, but I'd like you to change that on your sheet. Got it. If, if, if Michael Caine's playing Batman, then clearly Alfred has been rewritten as well. Well, yeah, Michael Caine plays Albert in uh, the Christopher yeah, exactly. Nolan Batman films, right? Uh, 
Albert's just... not on my cheat sheet. I'm okay. not going to lie. Yeah. So you've got mashed potatoes yeah, yeah, yeah. in all the pockets, or is like your belt a mashed potato <laughs> bar? <laughs> and you've got like bacon bits in another pouch. No, and just straight up, straight up. I don't, I don't mess around. Pouch after pouch, there's nothing but mashed potatoes. Well, uh, but no, like the main compartment is mashed potatoes. There can be like a knife over here. <laughs> In case they're too thick. I think, I think the little test tube things would have gravy in them. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. And so no utensils. You just you just I'd grab scoop. this and you scoop. Enjoy. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So a sort of follow up to that. Uh, people make fun of poor Batman for naming everything after himself. You know, everything is a bat thing. Yeah. Would you Would you ever consider doing that? Like. Uh, you're engaged, yes, right? Yes. Uh, to an to awesome married. comedian yes, yes. Uh, named Tom Reed, right? Yes, yes, that's his that's correct right. name. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not Michael Caine. Tom Reed. Uh, if you got, if you could get away with it, would you go through your house and name things in your house the Anna thing? Yes. Like, would you name it like the? I already do. I, he's the Anna Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I just claim everything in the house, including him, the cat. It's all mine. Yes, it, that's very in line with my personality to just stake my claim. And name everything after myself. So you think that, is that what Batman's doing when he names things after himself? He's kind of peeing on it, like, this is my car? I, I think so. There's so many superheroes and there's so many other people to compete with. If he can just name everything after himself, no one's going to take it from him. It's true. Like, nobody else has a, yeah. just a mobile. Right. It's a fucking Batmobile, and that's it. Yeah, Spider-Man's not going to drive the Batmobile. That's embarrassing. <laughs> what? Also, what? be much slower than his normal form of transportation. <laughs> but ag- agreed, that would be dumb if Spider-Man <laughs> drove the Batmobile. Oh, oh I'm my. constantly worried that I'm saying something wrong. Like it's actually Spider Boy and not Spider Man. <laughs> it's fine. We're opening a rift. We're creating an alternate reality. And, we already and have the Spider-Mobile is a subject for an entirely separate podcast. Okay. Indeed. Uh, Chris, so a lot yes. of people uh, think that heroes have to be relatable. That's a thing that's coming up a lot in Hollywood now, that it, there's a fight that you know heroes must be relatable. So not a lot of us dress up like a bat because our parents were murdered. <laughs> so what is, what is so relatable about Batman? Uh... Well, I mean, I, the the thing people bring up all the time is that a character like Superman, uh, you know, he is what he is because he's from another planet. Or or people have these weird sci-fi accidents happen to them, like bitten by a radioactive spider or whatever. And, you know, the thing that I think people identify with Batman is that he trained himself to be what he is. I mean, he had the, the, the good fortune of um, having wealthy parents, the poor fortune of having wealthy parents that didn't know to stay out of the bad part of a town late at night coming out of a film. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, he spent his life training his mind and body to be what he is. So, you know, that, that feels more believable and achievable for a real person that you could go out and make yourself into Batman. I can't go out and make myself have landed here as an infant from Krypton. Yeah. So, uh, Tim, next yes. question. You kind of touched on this already. Uh, do you find Bruce Wayne himself interesting? Yes. Yes. Well, and mostly because he has lots of money, and I do not. Um, I, I would love to have his wealth, uh, because he, with his wealth, decided, uh, after being surrounded by bats, that he would become a crime fighter. And if I was surrounded by wealth, I, there are lots of things I could decide to do at any, at any moment. <laughs> I could I I could I could be like a uh, I could purchase 
a, a small like farm community baseball team <laughs> if I wanted to. Um, you, there, I mean, there's, a, there, I mean, not that that's the first thing on my on my like list. Is that on your bucket purchase. list? No, 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 no. But uh, that I mean, that's that's what's cool about Bruce uh, Wayne is that. He could do anything, but he chooses to fight crime. Right. So if you if there was a movie that was not a Batman movie, it was just Bruce Wayne, and the promise of this film is you will see no Batman. It's just Jim Carrey as Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm already there. And he's buying like a farm baseball team. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, and it's getting, basically Field of Dreams with Bruce Wayne. It's getting exponentially better as you talk about it. Uh, I would I would go and see that movie. I'm gonna write that movie. <laughs> excellent, excellent. They did that with Superman and made a 10 year television show out of it. Yeah, yeah, but that's I think that I think that's different. I think that uh, that Clark Kent has uh, more identity than Bruce Wayne. I think like Bruce Wayne's just like I think in in many interpretations of Batman, it's just this sort of pain in the ass that he has to do to show up at parties and put on a mask of being anything other than an obsessive who sits in the basement being a detective and playing on his back computer, you know, that that he has any life as Bruce Wayne is a mask, whereas I think Clark Kent strives to have a life in a relationship. Wow. What do you think about that there, Chris? Not really deep. I... There's there isn't any one response I have to that because one of the... (laughs) No, one of the things I love so much about Batman is that the concept is so iconic and strong that you can stretch it in all these different shapes and it's still Batman. I mean, the, the Christian Bale Batman movies and the Adam West television series couldn't be more different, and yet they're both clearly recognizably Batman. So, I mean, I've seen versions of Batman where, yeah, I, he seems to be this borderline psychotic that doesn't have a moment of joy in his life. I've also seen other versions of Batman where I get the impression he actually gets a certain amount of satisfaction from going around and fighting crime and helping people and probably enjoys being Batman once in a while and enjoys his life as Bruce Wayne. But, you know, it, there's a million different interpretations. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, Anna, uh, yeah. there are a lot of sexual jokes about Batman, obviously. Uh, the, the <laughs> Are there? Let's hear all of them. I've, oh, <laughs> I've never I mean, heard like, any. 1,001 one-liners about Batman's sexuality. I mean, like, just the, the obviously, the sublimation humor, the uh, living with a young boy. Why are you, why, Chris, why are you looking at me like this is not something you've heard of before? <laughs> because I've never been on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, uh... So there, he, he's got a sexual aura, and even if it's not intended by any of the creators, certainly, you know, half of Tumblr is Batman sex jokes. <laughs> so do you think Batman would actually be good at sex? Mm. Is, uh, is he wearing his gear? <laughs> you mean his mashed potato belt? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Honestly, no, I don't, I don't think he would be, because I think it's, it's not cool sort of geeky, ugly guys that are really good at it. So you think that <laughs> Batman is too good-looking of a man to be yeah. good at sex? Yeah. I don't think he has to try to meet women, so he's never learned what he needs to do to get the good ones in bed. You see, I, I, you know, I kind of agree with this, because yeah. I think that we have a portrayal of like the few times that he does have sex in, in, the, in comics and movies. Of course, it's heroic, and we want it to be like, oh, mm, yeah. mm, exciting, it's our heroes having sex. But he... <laughs> He's an intense, upset guy who never lets go, and then he has like sex 
uh, okay, I'm going to have sex once and I'm going to drop the mask and uh, I'm, I'm back. Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. He seems like a tired, selfish lover. Like <laughs> one that would just lay with, you know, the maximum amount of equipment on while still being able to have sex and just expect someone else to do everything for him. But imagine the, the thread count on his sheets. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like that alone. You're like, you're like, yes, I will choose my sleep number, and then I will. Thread count does so, not a good lover mate. Tim, you're saying well, that people should start. have sex with Batman because yeah. he's going to have a really high tech bed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's one of the reasons. Yeah. And also to just in the aftermath, whether it's good or bad, sure. you get to say, I had sex with Batman. That's not enough. I don't think Batman wants to be having sex with people who are going to immediately be on Facebook going, dude, just bang Batman. Well, nobody will believe them. That's the thing. And sound effects may visually appear in the air during the... Kerpow! Boner! (laughs) Premature! Yeah, exactly. That would be lovely. All right. uh, We'll probably come back to that. Anyway... Chris, Robin is awesome, but he's also a problem, right? Robin's just, <laughs> Robin's a problem, and he's always going to be. He was created back in an era when his costume made sense, and then everybody tries to make sense of the flamboyant little circus boy. But what, what, how, how, do you, how would you, if you were just like, DC Comics came to you and said, hey, you've been drawing Batman for a little while, now you're the editor of all the Batman comics, how would you make Robin work? Well, it depends on what your intent is. In recent years... Well, I'm asking you what your no, intent is. No, I know, is. I know. I'm saying in recent years, they've gone in this direction of, you know, they've, they've covered up a lot of the bare skin and they've put black on the outside of the cape and made him a lot stealthier. I'd go in the other direction. I'm figuring he's there to distract gunfire from Batman. So make the costume even brighter. Um, I think maybe have like a little beeper that goes off randomly alerting people to where he is in the dark. <laughs> um, you know, running lights, maybe. You know, would you want him to have like Tourette's too, so he couldn't yeah, sneak yeah. up on people? Well, you'd be like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, any swear word with "holy" in front of it, and that's that's exactly how that works. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. That's a great take on Robin. So, uh, Tim, is yes. Batman a libertarian? Oh man, oh, that's a great question. Um. <laughs> he cares about people too much. <laughs> so no. No. Okay, so how do you think Bruce Wayne votes? Like did Bruce Wayne vote for Obama? Yes. Yes. Uh yes. I think that if he were aligned in a, to a political party, he would be he would be a democrat. The reason I think he's a democrat is because he cares about his city. Um and um, that's not to say Republicans don't care about the city that they live in. Uh, they just don't care about the people that live in that city. Uh, yeah, I'm kidding. Uh, am I? Okay. Um, so, uh, uh, I'm so sorry. Um, people are turning off the podcast. Do so you right think now. he's like a libertarian in the streets and a Democrat in the sheets? Yes. Uh, well, no, I mean, I think, I mean, Libertarian, what comes to mind when I think libertarian, 
right away is just like, yeah, no wars and let's and smoke weed. Like that's <laughs> uh, and and so I guess I mean if there's more to libertarianism, uh, we can have a conversation after the show. But um, but that that for the most part. I, I just feel like he cares. He cares so much about people and where he is and and the city around him succeeding uh, right. that that he would he would be a Democrat. And that's not to say again that Republicans don't want people to or libertarians <laughs> don't. I, I guess maybe I don't know enough about the tenets of libertarianism. <laughs> oh, I should have. I knew. I just. Did too much research on Batman instead of uh, yeah. It's a little bit of a curveball. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll no, invite you fine. back for the libertarian episode of Obsessed. She'll <laughs> <laughs> be very popular, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. uh, so Anna, a lot of Batman's villains are based on their obsession. Like you know, Two Face is obsessed with duality, and Catwoman likes cats, and the Riddler likes riddles, and Bane likes being stupid. Um, if you were one of Batman's villains, what would you be? Like, what would I be obsessed with? Well, your obsession oh, what would dictates. My... Like how you go about your crimes, um, like um, napping Nancy, <laughs> like a, a villain that's tired all the time and just wants a nap, and she'll she'll do anything to get it. <laughs> He's never There's... seen anything like this before. No, he hasn't. So does she? How does she ever commit since, crime? Honestly, ever since Tim brought up sheet count, I'm just, I, know I, I haven't been it, able to let it go. Does she rob Slumberland? Is that yep, what happens? Definitely. She, or maybe she just like steals into your house in the night and, and well, you're, you'd be sleeping in her sheets in the night. During the day, she comes into the house during the day, naps in your shit, and then leaves. I really like this because this is the, this is the story I'm seeing is that napping Nancy is in somebody's house and they like call the police, and Batman yeah. picks it up, and he gets the hour before the police. Yeah. He like he uses his lock picking skills to subtly break into the house. He approaches Nappy Nancy. He just punches her in the head yeah. to make sure she's out, and then just like calls the cops and is like she's there. But maybe maybe while she's sleeping, she puts herself in such a state where she cannot be injured at all until she wants to wake up. Like she turns into stone or something, and then when she wants to wake up, she just goes out the window. So you're, Nappy Nancy is like a public nuisance. Yeah, only, <laughs> like Nappy in, Nancy is sleeping on the 405. Yeah, what are you gonna, yeah. Only in Gotham City could the normal police not handle this. <laughs> they have to call Batman to handle the narcoleptic chick that's breaking into the museum and sleeping on the That's statue. a subtle agreed upon thing in Gotham City that we let Batman get there first, right? Because they know he's listening, right? And they're just like, why would they go first? Like, should we go there and get frozen into, like, blocks by Mr. Freeze? Or should we let Batman get there first? But Let's pick up some fucking donuts and wait ten minutes. In in any major city, when you call the police, there's rarely is is there a police officer ready to immediately address the situation, Mm -hmm. unless it's very important, like a a murder or, or, uh, uh, or robbery. If it's just like a break in and somebody's sleeping, like yeah. that's one of those public nuisance calls right. that like the police are probably going to take care of a couple other things before they get there. So I think there's there's something this, to yeah. this. I, honestly. And honestly, if she's sleeping, you can't wake her up. She's on her own timeline. If she's sleeping <laughs> on top of your Thanksgiving table, you're not eating until she wants to wake up. So how would you how would you disrupt important community events? Where would you sleep to just to fuck up Gotham the most? <laughs> Um, like in a fountain, or on, like like on a national monument, or like if if it's at a press conference, just on top of the microphones. 
really anywhere, anywhere that strikes her fancy. So she doesn't have to be comfortable to sleep somewhere. No. She can sleep. It. See that, and the, yeah. that's where it becomes. Yeah. that's magic. Really, really a palpable villain mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's me- really annoying. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the abandoned mattress factory. <laughs> Oh, Napping I would hate to fight you in a video game. I, yeah. I would, <laughs> yes, you would. Terrible. I'd have to mash the A button. Yep. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, Chris, yes. if Batman were real, go with me on this. He's, he's real in the real yes. world. If Batman were real, which Batman product would he be most embarrassed by? Which real world product that the world has created would Batman be like, oh, for God's sake. I remember they used to have this bath foam stuff that you would get. It was like a kid's bubble bath product. Uh huh. And you'd like push the button down on the top, and then like out of their like puckered lips, the bath foam would come out. <laughs> that just seems sort of undignified. <laughs> Although there's also a Batman squirt gun I saw once that both the, the trigger and the refill placement for putting more water in are unfortunately placed. Right. So the, the, the handle is Batman's legs and then the shaft is Batman bent forward. Yeah. The plug is his ass yeah. and the trigger is his bat cock, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and then the water comes that out one, of his mouth, That right? one's gotta win. That one's gotta win. It is really, I mean, you have to respect the economy of that, of like, how can we shame this character the most? We're gonna get something going in his anus <laughs> Out his mouth, and you have to squeeze his penis to make it happen. <laughs> Batman's in the Bat Cave, like, I am certain the company that made this ties back to the Joker. I'm sure of it. It would be awesome if it was Lucius Fox and he was just <laughs> screwing with Batman. I hate my boss. <laughs> okay, cool. So, this is a question for all of you. We'll go down the line. And, Chris, you address this a little bit, uh, but. There's, I think there's this constant tension between the, like, the dark, brooding Batman uh, versus the campy in his whole history. And it, it kind of reminds me of James Bond because the same thing happens sure. again and again where people are like, we're going to get back to the original, the dark and the brutal. But it always kind of shifts back to campy. And I would argue that even the Nolan films did this, that Batman Begins starts by like, we're gonna, this is set in the real world and all of his technology is going to make sense. And by the third film, you can fix a shattered back with a little squeeze. Yeah. And so it loses a lot of its realism and it slips towards the campy. So given that he's always in this sort of push-pull between being super dark, super grim, and super kind of like just like, oh, it's a guy dressed up as a bat. Let's have some fun. What is, for each of you guys, what is the sweet spot of what Batman should be? A shark repellent spray. From the original, from the original Batman movie, that that to me, I really love the campy nature of the the original television series. Um, there, there's something so charming about that entire how everything is labeled. I, th- that's what I love about. <laughs> it's like he has OCD. Yeah. 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 Um, so you know, the shark repellent spray for me, like that, that just killed me. And that, to the core of, of the Batman that I love, it's, it's, the, it's that. Do you, see, do you see any world where like the bat shark repellent could make sense in the Christopher Nolan Batman world? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, so there... Oh, man, what, there was a television, uh, like a cartoon, a kid's cartoon about like uh, sharks that had big arms and muscles and they uh, and if those became comic book characters which I'm sure as many children's uh, children's cartoons do uh, 
if those like found their way into the the sort of continuum that is Batman, like you could use that against those characters that have already been created. So, and I'm sure nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about, <laughs> uh, but I swear this is a thing. Just uh, shark action figures. I don't. I don't know. Oh yeah, I'm, Google I'm sure. it. Yeah, I'm gonna Google shark action figures as soon as I get home. Street sharks. That's street it. sharks. Yeah, they were a like, cartoon. They were like, yeah, and they were thugs, yeah. and they wore like, uh, like a shirts is what the technical term is called. <laughs> um, and they have a different, different term that other people use. Um, and uh, and they would they would fight anything. I guess. I mean, they would fart. Uh, they would fart. <laughs> they would fart, and then they would fight. Um, <laughs> that was their battle cry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sharks. When you're you, going down. When you're out of water, there's just gases build in their <laughs> bodies. Uh, and I think I think he could use them against the street sharks. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so, Anna, yeah. uh, wh- where, where should Batman be on the dark to campy scale? Oh, God. I, oh God. See, I really love the camp. Um, it is my understanding that the comics were that way, more campy. <clears throat> At different times. Right. Um, but I think that the downside to that is that the action sequences get a little boring in, in the older movies because you're not as invested. And um, and that's what I love about the, Nol- the Nolan movies is that um, during the action sequences, you are on the edge of your seat. However, the Tim Burton movies are so nightmarish to me. And they're, they're like truly the stuff that at least my nightmares are made of. Like when I picture Danny DeVito walking around in... Uh, like a not very good costume, just like in kind of in like a bodysuit where you can, there's like a crack going down his ass, and like he's there's just a in crack a, going down the ass. Yeah, like like you can see it. Yeah, you can see it. Like when he's walking, it's just like not a very good costume, and he's just wearing a prosthetic. So this is me. really you're you're like a you're a performer. So this is is this more of a performer nightmare? Like <laughs> man, I would not want to wear the penguin costume. No, it's more like I could see someone on on like the 16 bus that looks just like that. <laughs> And I probably have. <laughs> and that is terrifying to me. Because the Nolan movie, they're so far out of... Re- like, they're so... They're perfectly done. And the villains are so terrifying. But, like, when I go back and watch the older movies, that, it, it feels really real and really scary for the campy reasons. So you're saying you like that. You think that yeah. Batman should be nightmarish. Yeah. All of his villains should have overly articulated cracks. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Uh, Chris, uh, for you, the dark versus campy scale. Uh, man, I <clears throat> I love all these different versions. I think for me, the sweet spot's probably the 90s Batman animated series. Uh, just because it struck this balance of serious enough that you could have real drama, but still uh, goofy enough that you could have the more sci-fi-ish villains. I mean, there is there is no place for Mr. Freeze and Man Bat in the Christopher Nolan Batman universe. <laughs> So let me ask you this. What do you think, then, is the essential component of Batman that he is still the same character in the 1960s Batman, in the Christopher Nolan Batman? How, what is the essential truth of his character that he is still the same dude? I think that it would be the idea of someone that is completely committed to this mission of crime fighting, which results in there being this this uber competent um, figure and whether you know whether it's all uh, being brilliant and a great martial artist or whether it's all the gadgets or, or whatever but I think it's it's this kind of self-made super crime fighter on a mission cool with a bat motif awesome uh, now I have some ridiculous questions from the internet yes. oh awesome 
asked, the, I asked the internet for uh, some questions, and I got some questions that are very internet-like. Okay. Uh, the first one is, weren't the Waynes just asking for it? <laughs> feel, any of you feel free to jump in. Yep. Do you think the Waynes had it coming? Do you think they made this happen to themselves? Could they have avoided being killed in Crime Alley? Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if there's, a, if there's a, a hoodlum out there... First of all, his name is Joe Chill, the, the, the man that murdered the, the parents of Batman. That's right. Write that down. Uh, not Joe straight. Cool, not the <laughs> alter ego of Snoopy, uh, or Joe Montana's nickname. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe, so Joe Chill, if there's a person, like, if there's a person in your city named Joe, like, so, like, that is... His name is Joe Chill. Stay away from that guy. It is kind of like being named Dave, I'm going to shoot you. Right, exactly. Like, exactly. Like, it's pretty obvious. Yep. Uh, like, like, Rob, I have a gun. <laughs> that, it just should not, like, you should not be anywhere near where he might hang out. Also, I don't know how they ended up in an alleyway. I don't know, uh, you know, if somebody, you know, what's that? Somebody should have picked them up Clear. at the front. There's no Clearly shortcut. Yeah, I mean, judgment. When you are that rich, somebody should be getting your ass. So yeah. am, I, am I hearing that the whole panel agrees that it's the Wayne's fault they were shot to death yeah. because they didn't act like rich people properly? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They should have had the limo pull around. Like, if, like no. if you're going to be that rich, you should have someone build a tunnel for you from the building to the car, wherever you are. Yeah, and really, honestly, <laughs> I think the, the, biggest, the biggest problem is that not only did they put themselves in danger, they put their child in danger. Yeah. It is true. I mean, you, you do have to question, like, <laughs> responsible, intelligent adults <laughs> saying, hey, eight-year-old, let's walk down Crime Alley. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. All right. Uh, any, any other Wayne-ins on way, whether or not the Waynes were asking for it? No, they were. They were. Do you have something more, Jim? Well, I was just going to say, so I don't want to sound like a complete asshole, so um, I I feel bad that they they died. I feel bad. I I feel bad about it. Whether they deserved it or not is another another thing. I'm not rich, and I don't have a nice car or anything, but like this is Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I'm going to have someone walk me to my car. Yeah. After the show. Yeah, and this is Lake Street. It sounds pleasant. Like... (laughs) It might as well be called, like, Picnic Avenue. <laughs> it doesn't I, sound dangerous. I'm going to raise the horrible possibility of a false flag operation. Um, I'm imagining Thomas and Martha Wayne discussing the future of their bright but unfocused eight-year-old son <laughs> and saying, what can we do to bring out his full potential? Oh, and sure. Thomas says, well, I have an idea, but you're not going to like it. <laughs> Your pearls are going to get messed up. Yeah, exactly. I, I really like I like that's a great what if story of what if Thomas Wayne planned his own I, murder. I do this professionally. That makes that makes a lot more sense for rich people. They're like, let's go down Crime Alley. We'll pay a hobo to shoot us, <laughs> assuming they're really dead. Remember to really ham it up. Because <laughs> if they planned it, they could have faked the whole thing, and they're in Bermuda. Oh, yeah. Oh, and wow. So what would happen to Batman if... I mean, he's the world's greatest detective. If he discovered... Find out when you read my miniseries coming out in 2014. <laughs> oh, I would they would love never let me do that. Please let me do that. Batman never tracks do that. down his parents who faked their own death <laughs> to well, motivate be, him. Being that he... I, apart from, from what I understand, there's only like one instance where he actually gets revenge on Joe Chill. 
for the most part, he doesn't ever go back to kill. He finds out who Joe Chill is, but he never kills him. So if he finds out that his parents did that, it's not like he's going to do anything about it. It would be really cool if he just murdered them. <laughs> this like 82 according like, to the law you're already dead <laughs> awesome where are they <laughs> okay so here's another question from the internet how did Harley Quinn contract the embarrassing virus that causes her to wear fewer and fewer clothes with each subsequent modern issue of the comic I think clearly her relationship with Poison Ivy <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is the next internet question, and I'm only including this one because I screwed it up when I was retyping it off the internet. The initial question was, how does Batman go to the toilet? But for some reason, I typed, why does Batman go to the toilet? <laughs> I'm and happy, I would like I'm you to answer the answer question, both. why does Batman go to the toilet? Uh, Batman goes to the toilet to refill his utility belts. <laughs> So hold hold on, not with not with poop. Uh, uh, Bat poop. I thought I had mashed potatoes in there. So he's not always going to have a chance to get to the bat cave uh, because obviously people are going to figure out that he's Bruce, you know Bruce Wayne is Batman. So they're gonna they're gonna attack him where he lives. So he's got to have <laughs> like he's got to have spare things. Uh, scattered throughout his house. So he goes to the <laughs> toilet uh, because you store the you store things in a plastic Ziploc bag in the water in the <laughs> toilet. And that's where he... Um, isn't that where you store You're saying that Batman goes to the toilet to like refill on equipment. Yeah, yeah. Like yep. he's running out of batarangs, but he's got Final a baggie answer. of batarangs in the tank of toilets. Yeah, he doesn't want them to rust. They're going to be in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> Nice, nice. Anna, why does I, Batman go I to the toilet? Answer the actual question: How? How does Batman go to the that? toilet? Okay, you've, you've got a theory on this. This is what I think. I think he 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 equivalent of Dutch ovens himself in his suit, <laughs> and his suit that Alfred made. Yes, exactly. Right? Um, turns it into a, a refreshing Kool Aid for him to drink when he's thirsty. So you're saying Batman has built into his armor yeah. a system that reprocesses his own bat urine so he can redrink yeah. it yeah. and add some sugar and lemonade <laughs> flavor. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, I miss Waterworld. So that exact that's a that is not an answer of how does Batman go to the toilet he just goes. because he just never goes. He d- well, he but he literally doesn't go to the toilet. He's just like fuck that. Well, he goes if it's if it's the phrase go to the I have to go to the toilet. Nobody he, says that. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> Okay, uh, the next question is, uh, would Batman be the same if he were Canadian? <laughs> How would Batman be different if he were Canadian, panel? Wow. His Batmobile would be a moose. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. So, so would it be a... <laughs> his Batmobile would be a, a moose. regular... Moose. If he were from Canada, he would ride a moose. Yes. Yeah, a high-tech moose. That's amazing. No, just a no, moose. No, just a... Okay. Yeah, yeah. What other Canada insults do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I think... Well, here's, here's one thing. Uh, because of socialized medicine, Batman, <laughs> Batman wouldn't have to be necessarily a billionaire in Canada because of all the injuries that he sustains 
He could just get that taken care of by the government. Right. He doesn't need Albert to fix him up. No. no. He doesn't need Albert or Alfred or uh, Herb Albert. It's like <laughs> nobody needs to help out Batman except for uh, socialize. If you guys keep switching the name, I'm not going to know which one it is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's the idea. <laughs> Al. Uh, okay. So this is the final question. And this is actually this is a modified internet question that's traveled through many podcasts. It started as a James Bond question. And in the James Bond podcast, uh, it went really off the rails. But if all of the actors who portrayed Batman in the movies uh, were stuck in a remote prison and they had to seduce their way out, seduce their way out, who would win? So these are the actors we're talking about: Adam West, Michael Keaton, <laughs> not Michael Caine, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, and Ben Affleck for fun. If those people were trapped in a remote prison and they had to seduce their way out. Who would be the best at seduction? May I ask a clarifying question? Oh, oh, I can't see how you couldn't. <laughs> Looking the way they do now or when they played Batman? In their prime. Ah. If you decide that Adam West's prime is right now, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to go with Keaton um, because he has that um, huh. you know, bumbly nerd nature that I think would suit him well. That I would believe him. I would believe him. That he really wanted to seduce me. I love how committed you are to the idea that, like, handsome men can't get laid. <laughs> <laughs> but bumbling idiots are like, oh, can, I, uh, can I have some sex? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, so if they were seducing their way out, if, if it were, if they, if they could seduce simply by looks, it's obviously George Clooney. It's obvious. Well, no, maybe. And yeah. Well, let's, I, I want to get to audience feedback. Does audience think George Clooney? Is... Yeah! Okay. So, but uh, if that were looks alone, if he could say nothing, it would be it would be George Clooney. But if if somebody had to smooth talk their way, I say Ben Affleck because there's this there's this. Uh, uh, there, oh. the, the audience made a slight deflating yeah. noise like a balloon, which I but want let to me, acknowledge. Uh, hold on. Uh, because <laughs> if you've ever met anyone from, from Boston, there is a, there's this Boston suave uh, that people yes. have. And it, it's, part of it is the accent. Yeah. Um, and, and part of it is just that they don't give a shit mm-hmm. whether it works or not, they're gonna do it. Yeah. And so that, that explains sort of, a lot of Affleck's career. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, so just having that sort of attitude and that, that, that Boston suave, as I call it. Tim, I, I, think, I wanted to say what you just said, but yeah. I was so afraid of even mentioning Ben no, Affleck in this, with this audience. It's fine. Well, I uh, agree. Okay. Well, I'm, I want to do a full audience poll. I'm going to name each of the Batman actors, and you applaud or cheer if you think that they would be successful. It would be the most seductive of the Batman. Adam West. <laughs> <laughs> one person clapping, another no, mocking. Clearly, no clap. one here has seen the 1966 film. The love scene is amazing. Real girls, female girls. Uh, Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> Val Kilmer. We are not voting for Top Gun Val Kilmer. That's different. He does not have the same homoerotic tension with Tom Cruise. Uh, George Clooney. You guys like him. Christian Bale. A smattering. Ben Affleck. (laughs) 
Wow. So clearly the audience thinks that George Clooney would be right. the best at seduction. Yeah. And that's, in, I mean, that's the one that pops out immediately just because of, uh, well, I'm just, uh, you know, I just think of like, if my mom were a prison guard at that, <laughs> like George Clooney would be the one. Hold on. He's just seducing. Nothing is happening after the fact. Uh, Give me yeah. a minute. I'm thinking about this. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, she would. She would see George Clooney, and she'd just be like, "You can leave whenever you want." <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is fascinating that people are are picking him as the most attractive Batman, despite being in the like most universally regarded as horrible Batman film. Right? Yeah. 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 But nobody. But it doesn't matter when it's seduction time. <laughs> When Nap and Nancy is in Slumberland, <laughs> doesn't matter. Do you guys have any final thoughts about Batman before we move on to the traditional final questions of the podcast? Um, you know, I, I, I ask everyone to just revisit the Schumacher films and just <laughs> watch ask. them. Watch them as if you were as if you were eight and you were seeing Batman in all his glory for the first time, whether you would like it or not. All right, Anna, any yes. final bat thoughts? Yes, I was kind of curious what who everyone's favorite female from any of the bat movies are. And I, I was wondering if we would talk about that, but we didn't. So I just wanted to say that my favorite is the Fife. Michelle Fife. Or is an actress or yes, the character? Both, yes, both. Of all awesome. Yes. Uh did you want to poll the audience on other females? Well, or at least my, you know, fellow people here. My fellow fellows. Any other thoughts on bat? Uh, ladies, mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean Michelle Pfeiffer, that sort of stitched together outfit yeah. was pr pretty rocking. <laughs> I'll be honest. There's there are better ways to describe it, but I will stick with pretty rocking. <laughs> pretty rocking is solid. Chris, any thought on bats lady bat ladies? Yeah, I well, there you go. Uh, Julie Newmar as Catwoman is still tops in my book. Excellent, excellent. Uh, and Chris, do you have any general final bat thoughts? Uh, I just want to state for the record that my favorite Batman film is probably still Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Which uh, is the animated feature. Yes. Is the audience by applause familiar with Batman Mask of the Phantasm? A smattering. A smattering. Go check it out. It's very, very good. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Okay, so uh, the final questions for everyone in the podcast are always... Uh, uh, Serious, pompous, important questions, but they're not necessarily uh, related to your topic. Mm -hmm. uh, Tim, if you suddenly sprouted wings and could fly anywhere, where would you fly? Oh, I've always wanted to go to Thailand. I would go to <laughs> Thailand. I had a Thai professor in college, <laughs> and he loved his home country. <laughs> Um, and he talked about it all the time and made it sound like this magical kingdom. Um, and I would, I would love to go to Thailand. So you would sprout wings and you would fly to the magical kingdom yeah. of Thailand. Yeah. That's beautiful. Might as well. Anna, if you had contact lenses that made it so you could watch a TV show and no one knew what you were watching, what one TV show Teen would you Mom. watch? Now everyone knows. Awesome. I, that's the first time with these questions that it's ever happened that somebody knew the answer before I was done talking. That's super awesome. Yep. Well. Uh, Chris, if you could have a cool middle name like Danger and people actually called you that, what would your cool middle name be? 
Teen Mom. <laughs> <laughs> support you. Nice. And this is the final question for everyone on the podcast. Tim, what is happiness? That's that's a, that's that's deep. Um, I I think happiness is a comfortable clothing, <laughs> like a yeah. tracksuit. Yeah, if you're wearing a like a track jacket, this is so versatile. And I I think like I'm pretty happy right now, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm wearing this track jacket <laughs> because I don't have to put on a jacket to leave the theater. I just uh, shimmy these sleeves down to full length <laughs> and I'm done. I'm good. I'm good. Awesome. Anna, what is happiness? I, mine's very similar to Tim's. I was going to say, um, so like you've had a really long day and you've worked really hard and everything went like fine and you're at home, you're with your like loved ones, whoever they may be, and you go into your room and you're getting ready to, to change into your pajamas and you just take your bra off at the end of the day. But the ladies know what I mean. Bras are the worst. And you have to wear them all day. Yes. You finally get to take it off. <laughs> ah! Let me ask you, Anna, you're obviously not a man. Uh, Thank you. Thank but you. do you think, <laughs> you so as a man, if, if I wore a bra yeah. for a day, do you think I would get the same relief? Yeah, times a million. Because <laughs> a million days is, you know, how long I've been wearing them in a row. That's not true, but for a long time. So you wouldn't be used to it yet. It would be even more happy for you to be able to take that off. So if your spouse-to-be, Tom Reed, yep. started wearing a bra, would that be a happy moment for you <laughs> at the end of the evening when you guys both got home and took your bras off together? Would that be a happy moment? <laughs> that would be double happy. <laughs> that would yes. be double happy. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Chris... Not, not that you have anything to live up to. So far, we've got track suits and taking off bras. <laughs> <laughs> so, given that, to you, what is happiness? In all seriousness, I spent my afternoon uh, drawing Batman pages for a DC comic, which means I have the job I wanted when I was five years old. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is our podcast. Thank you very much. Listening to Obsessed, Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Obsessed.